You are now tuned in to another episode of the POC Report brought to you by the Indie Creative Network. Be sure to follow us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at the POC Report. And today, we got a really good episode for y'all. We got the masterminds behind the WIM app, the newest urban social event ticketing app. Um, this is really a fucking awesome app, in my opinion. It's getting a lot of traction. And today, we're talking to the two masterminds behind it just to learn, you know, what the inspiration was behind the app, what got them here to this point now, and basically what is the plan moving forward. So um, just kick back with us while we talk some shit and learn some more about the WIM app. Right, my name is Darian, uh, co-founder of WIM. Um, it's the New York City's black social event app okay. from Brooklyn, New York. Canarsie went to Trinity College, uh, graduated in 2012. Okay. Trinity Incorporated. Y'all did it. Are you guys like both the tech guy? Is there one tech guy? And like, uh, So this is the tech guy right here. Okay, <laughs> all right, okay, all right. Okay. Oh, it's, it's Devon, um, WIM app, tech co-founder. So, I mean, it, it's... Um, yeah, tell me about your background, man. Um, yeah, what you majored in? You got all that coding expertise and all that. I majored in, you know, um, engineering in school. Um, right now, uh, the side job, hopefully to be side soon, mm-hmm. is you know I'm a uh, technical architect uh, at a consulting firm. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know that's that's just to pay the bills. So, but what is a person like I tell you? What's a technical architect do? Um, for the stupid people like me, what is that? What we do, what we do, uh, what I, what I do is like I go into companies and I try to make them better, right? Uh, okay. Performance wise. So, okay. you know, take for instance, you know, Amazon.com. You know, Black Friday is coming up, and mm-hmm. they, Amazon want to make sure that when everybody hits their when everybody hits their site, you know, it doesn't fail because mm-hmm. ta- you know somebody goes Damn. to a site, it fails. I'm going to eBay. I'm going someplace yeah, else. Right. Time is money. Right. So, so but my role is is to come in, look at the site, and make sure they're prepared. You know, look at the the architecture of the of the of the uh, page and make sure that when they have heavy loads, they can support it because okay. that they lose money that way. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, you know, what I do is like, you know, I try to optimize the performance of of these different companies' systems. So, is that about like making recommendations for them to go and get like you so, know, additional additional service space or what? Um, so it's a combination of the two. Um, I, you know, I write out a plan for them. I say, hey, this is where you are right now. This, you know, your your stuff is at a C. We can get it to a B by doing this A, B, and C. One, two, okay. and three. Mm-hmm. Um, or you know, C is okay. You're going to be able to make it past Black Friday. Mm-hmm. Um, so and then the route they can do is they can decide to okay, you know, you gave us these recommendations. You know, you go ahead and you do it for us, or mm-hmm. they'll just take it to their technical team and then they have them do it. So you're um, like a tech coach. Yeah, you technically. Can, yeah, you can, but if you need to throw me in the game, I can get in the oh, game. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay. Uh, all right. Okay. Young Derek Fisher. Y'all just want to say that. You're practicing, right? That's great, though. But you know what, though? I wanted you to do that because I wanted you to, you know, flex. I know a lot of people going to be like, huh? Well, you just said exactly. Exactly. You understand? Like, you understand that flex of that mind. Like, yo, you have to. It what takes a lot of time about, and effort, man. Yeah, like, he's talking about reading together. reading basically traffic patterns on on websites and and trying to figure out whether or not they'll be able to handle a load on something like Black Friday a year that everyone buys. Yo, yeah. I mean, every single year, people are like online buying gets better and better. People are really staying home. It's kind of like having two jobs, kind of. 
yeah. technically. Because it's like you first you like analyze the situation, you see what's going down, you see what they can do, what they can't do, and you tell them, well, if you want this help, I can help you. Yeah. And then if they accept it, then you put your plans forward. Okay, that's flex. That's flex, sir. Come on. All yes, right. Yeah. So bet. So bet. So you know. So you did that now. So you, so you so you did that now, and now you obviously started the Wimp app. You know. So that's a little bit different from your job. To explain yeah. how you kind of put that together, or what what was the trying as technical but not technical as as, as possible. I'll try to do the um the translations to for stupid people like me <laughs> without understand. revealing the secrets to <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know yeah. you know when you um when um I guess you jump into Google Maps and it tells you you're 43 minutes away from home and you yeah. never told yeah. Google your, where your house right. was yeah, yeah exactly it just worked right yeah, yeah. exactly yeah exactly <laughs> okay then I, I like that answer that was man. perfect <laughs> that's what's up. So to get y'all thought process down, like, what did you guys, as far as like the strategic planning, what made you guys sit down and really figure out how we're going to get this app out? What can we do to kind of utilize our resources and really be effective? Like, what was your, I guess, your plan from like start to finish to where you are right now? So I guess, I mean, it, it all it all started with um, coming back, coming back from school, you know, coming to the city and saying, all right, yo, I want to go do something. Um, and half the times, and half the times you, you know, you, you look at Eventbrite, you look at Facebook, you try to find something or you see something that you missed. Um, and we wanted to be able to put events together that, you know, I myself would want to go to, mm. um, you know, oftentimes you also get to places and you see that you didn't know that the people that you, you know, that you associate with are not going to be there. You know, you see people not like you. And if I had known, I wouldn't have paid twenty dollars to get into the door if I knew how it was going to be. So right. um, that's kind of what stemmed and sparked the idea. Um, and when did would you guys actually like get it started? Like, how long has this win been out now? I think the idea came about maybe two two and a half years ago. Right. A lot of it was talking and you know coming up with the sketches and you know taking notes and going to events and yeah. seeing how we could take the idea in our head and create a product and um i know you said like what was the plan and the strategy yeah but that's something honestly what we learned is that like you can't plan and strategize too far ahead because um at the end of the day you're going to look back at that business plan that you spent three months or you know hired a marketing consulting firm to build for you right. and you're never really going to look at it again or plans change mm -hmm. and so for the most part, for us, it was really just navigating and, and understanding the true essence of what we wanted mm -hmm. and realizing that there were going to be moments where we'd have to pivot over and over again. But just okay. being persistent about it. And if it's something that you want, then, you know, we really find time to do it. Like we both have full time jobs, but we, we still make it work. Yeah, I feel you. Cause y'all definitely getting like a lot of traction now. Like I've seen like events you guys are like collaborating with, like the in-house, Greek them and all of that. Yep. Do you feel like Wim can evolve past the New York City space and like go maybe to like the tri-state area, then DMV, and like across the U.S. catering to black events, but just across the whole country. Or do you want to like stay within the New York City space? Or at least to what point? At, at what time period do you think you might want to take that jump? I mean, not even a time period. So, just like, do you feel like you guys want to so go past New York, or you want to like kind so, of run? The, the powerhouse of NY, be like the, the black ticket master of NYC almost. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? That's a godly That's the black like, ticket master, man. Like, like that's, that's what y'all about to do. Yeah. That's what they're trying to do. I know that's, that's what y'all trying to do. That's, that's what we're doing. Yeah. That's, that's what y'all are that's doing. That's what we are doing. You guys are going to get to 
even the higher levels of this. I think the idea is a great idea. I'm sorry to cut y'all off, but um, the idea, like to 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 make sure to highlight black social events or just events of people of color, like that's like progression like that we i feel like we need because a lot of the times people like talk about doing things for black people or like mm-hmm. wanting to put things together for black people when you go out there and you do it and you present it in the way that you guys presented it and like actually have like the ideas down packed and have the proof right in your face like that's like we need more of that mm-hmm. and like the Absolutely. the whim app is like an amazing an amazing amazing idea that like and i i could see that it being even bigger than this but like you guys will have to answer that. Yeah, what's like, your plan, man? Because like, okay. honestly, like, if you guys run New York, you guys could become millionaires off of running New York. But yeah. do, would you? Do you guys see like in a shorter? Like, you guys will have to explain it. So, go ahead. so well, we um, we definitely like right now we're focusing on ticketing mm-hmm. as well as like it's becoming a platform. So right. you do the ticketing, you do the promotion, and on the other end, you have the customers. You have we have their eyes. And at the point of sale to be able to, to sell you something where Eventbrite doesn't care if you sell out your event or not. We right. do. True. And um, we have the, the right audience for that as well. True. And um, so our goal right now is to just really crush it, absolutely crush it in New York City to the point where everyone has it. Mm-hmm. And we've kind of started to get that experience now. Like um, I went to um, an event and there was like I didn't know anyone there but um, some girl had pulled out her phone trying to find something to do it was a networking event like on a Thursday yeah. right. and she pulled open the app and I was just like a jaw-dropping moment but um, <laughs> amazing yeah and I didn't even know who she was but our, our goal is to really just crush it in New York City and just like you said if we if we can crush it in New York City we can literally crush it anywhere and um, we anticipate like well we want to build a hype and move on to other cities but we have mm-hmm. connections um, friends, frat, and other cities that are, you know, event influencers and event curators. So yep. it's, it's going to be nothing. We got one right here to the left. Yeah. So. I'll be trying, man. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to definitely hit y'all up. Capacity is a thing, yeah, I'm going to definitely hit y'all up, man, for my next event, man. Because. Oh, yeah, we got to work. Definitely. Maximum Capacity Providence was crazy. Eight years strong, man. We've been Crit. fucking up Rhode Island for eight years, boy. That's a wave. That's what's up. Yeah, No disrespect. So don't take it ass. But I'm tired of you. And your basic ass So you sip slow You sip slow So you can live last And you take shots And you celebrate And you smoke slow So you forget the past Cause I'm tired I'm frustrated I'm wild I'm drunk as hell And I'm driving I let So, so the app itself right iPhone and Android right No so right now um, We we just on iPhone Okay, okay. We And then I guess that was a, a A growing pain We had a strategy We wanted to do Android first And then we realized that most of the people um, in this demographic would probably have iPhones. Yes. Yep. And then so we scrapped that and then we were going to do both at the same time. And then we yeah. realized from a um, product design and product development standpoint that there's, you know, say we, we we have to make a change. We have to make it on both platforms. And so we decided that it's faster to iterate and to get it to a point where it's desirable from, um, from a user standpoint right. if we just focus on one. Cool, so cool. So essentially iPhones kind of set the wave. 
iPhones what? Like set the wave. So it's like it's like if you are you just it. trying to shit on Android so right now? You I gotta remember we're both like, we're both we're both in the tech industry like um like occupationally. It sounds like so, a lot of work. Honestly, so because I know how t- uh, like apps go and I know how like interfaces and stuff go and, and I know that like, app, Apple interface and like the fucking Android interface is like way different. Yeah, they completely different. So you guys would have to like basically kind of try to make the same app but kind of in a different way and how that that does sound like mad work. But I mean, in the future, you guys, you guys have how you guys feel about the Droid market. You guys just seeing how it goes right now with Apple and then. Um. Now we're definitely we're definitely gonna move on to um to Android. But we just want to get to um, a higher level before we do that. I feel you. And yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. both a- of us, like I was saying, we're both in um, in the tech industry with our, our nine to five, our day to day occupations. And we both have Android sitting here on the table right now. Yeah. So literally, <laughs> yeah, we had true, to get true. iPhones to right, be able right. to do the business that we're in. So exactly. we're definitely going to get it onto Android. It's just a matter of time. I understand. Cool. That's so from great. like a, a user interface point of view explain a typical experience from someone that has downloaded the app like what can they expect from a user experience standpoint when they open the app what are they expecting to see how do they get notified of events do they have like push notifications or like how does it work if i get the app i have it though but let's say i'm a new person that just got the app today what am i going to experience when I open the app what am i going to see the first thing you're going to see are like <clears throat> the featured events so we try to you know every day keep you in a loop uh, opening my app right now. Actually, I'm out, I'm, out, I'm out to walk. I'm out to walk through, guys. Let's do the walk through right now. Let me walk see. <laughs> Let me see. Yeah, when you first open the app, you know we try to keep you in the loop of you know the featured events. You know, so these are marquee events in either you know um, their partnerships or you know people have you know uh, you know paid to put their stuff up there mm-hmm. or something mm-hmm. that you know we feel like yeah this is gonna be the wave so we we have it up there. Yeah, we're kind of picky about that list. Like, even if people do pay, um, you know, we'll contact them. We reserve the right to, you know, be selective about, Absolutely. like, because it's, it's really a curated list. Mm-hmm. Right, I mean, right, right, We're trying to, we, I mean, you know, in, in every business you're trying to make money, in every business you're trying to make money, but we we really want to emphasize the experience. We want you to open an app that you truly, you know, every weekend, every other day, anytime you're walking around with nothing to do, you want to open it up and see, yeah, what is Wim telling me? And we want to be able to, when you open up the app, you go to the event and you look at it, you're like, wow, I need to do this every single time. I, this always right. tells me where the wave is. Yeah, um, so I think um, an average use case is people open up the app, um, and the first thing they do is probably play around <clears throat> with the featured events. Um, mm-hmm. When you click into a featured event, the cool thing about it is it shows you who's talking about it on social media. Okay. Um, whether it's a keyword or it's just their geolocation. So you can link your social media to this app, like your Twitter. No, you that? can. So you. Um, so basically, the way it works, it, it works regardless of every, if anyone ever, you know, um, is using the app. It's a, it's a utility first, um, and so so it, the. The information is automatically pulled from social media. So as long as people are talking about it, you can kind of gauge the hype, see okay. what these promoters are about, like, and then when the party starts, then you'll see like what it looks like in real time. Okay. And um, and going back to the homepage, we also curate a list of different categories. So one is um, black-owned businesses. Another one is um, we have a couple different um, popular blogs up there, and then we have some some curated categories that we create ourselves. So like for day parties, you know, okay. the reggae soca crowd, that sort of thing. Yes, please. And you. you can choose one, zero, or a bunch of them, and click through to the next page, which will show you all the events in those categories you selected cool. uh, that are coming up or that passed. 
also can you um filter it by like location let's say if i'm like from spanish harlem and i want to stay uptown and i want to only see events that may be uptown do you have where you can like kind of like filter it and zone it only on like a location so or, that's you know, coming soon but like, um that's we um it doesn't have that functionality okay. right now okay. yo let me let me uh i gotta put y'all on somebody i'm here looking in the reggae soca right now it's an event going on um uh, um uh damn i'm about to give a mad promo shout out to jermaine though um, but yes, yeah, an event going on uh, on August twenty first. Wet Fet, biggest yeah, biggest, Wet like, is crazy. Yeah, <laughs> biggest water it's party insane. in Brooklyn. Yeah, it's biggest insane. water party in Brooklyn. Yeah. Like it's about to be in Coney Every Island. Yeah, be like, Labor Day like, weekend or something. Maybe like, uh, yeah, no, 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 it's not before, like, right? Two yeah, weeks like, before. Yeah, two okay. weeks before. Yeah, but yo. That might be yo. That might be the yeah, place, son. Like? Oh no, yeah, that, that's definitely <laughs> gonna make it to the featured list. <laughs> I remember um, back in the day, uh, me and my boy Lindsay, we went to uh, Wet Fet. This is back when it was in um, East New York. I'm not sure where they have it now. Yo, Wet Fet. Um, back in the day, they, um, I remember. I, I bought my ticket in advance, a week in advance, paid fifty dollars. He paid a hundred at the door. We left. Yeah. And he yeah. said, yeah. "He yes. said that was the yes. best hundred he ever seen." Yeah. Yeah. That's crazy. <laughs> every year, I, every year I go at VIP, unlimited drinks. You chilling in the back, be lit. watching everybody get. It's also the it's also like to go. A, a, shit. A, it's also a dry zone. But I'm yeah, like fuck with this shit. you got to oh, bring some Ziploc bags. Yeah, you got to have to pay the baggy that, man two dollars to put your phone in. Oh, for real? Make sure your phone don't get wet. But it should be so lit. And they bring out the life case, bro. I got the life case. They also bring out like. Artists and stuff, whatever to come through, yo, yeah. yo, yeah, it'd be, it'd be mad. Well, gotta be on this. Yeah. I'm, I, I just up, went through. Yeah. That. I was like, let me make, let me check and see. You know, if it's not, I'm gonna make sure I plug my manager. <laughs> I got, I got, yeah, I got a few little categories though. I like it. I see the Brooklyn, the Summer 16. Okay, yeah. I got a lot of stuff. All right. Also, um, can a user like set up like push notifications on the phone? So let's say if a new event pops up in the future list, will we get like an alert, like a notification on our phone share or no? <laughs> I'm just, well, I'm just throwing questions out there. Yeah, like, yo, you must have I'm read here. our strategy book. Yeah, so yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he got the cheat book. We talk nah, about man. Summer, I, I like to ask <laughs> those kind of questions. No, that's summer, so you we're the consumer at this point. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, that's I mean that's that's also something in the works. Um we want you to be able to, you know, save your event and you know, get an alert that yo, did you get your ticket? Two days are coming okay, up. Cool, like cool, cool. the tickets price change, you know. So we want to make sure that you're in the loop. And if you forget about it. We reminding you about it. Yeah, we want to we want to move forward. I'm in, like closer to you know, I guess um, implementing like an AI sort of um, algorithm whereby mm-hmm. the, the things that you click on, we can or the events that you went to, or your friends are talking about, we can suggest right, those you can recognize events. a pattern. Yeah. Yo, so any yo any AI algorithm folks listening out, you know, <laughs> son, yo maybe y'all maybe y'all link up. You could be take us to the next level, feel me? We do yeah, we're always trying to work with um, with great people in right right now, like um I seen you in the minorities and um minorities in media app working, yeah. working. Yeah, that's a that's an excellent um slack group. Shout out excellent to them too, son. Yeah. MIMConnect.com go shout out to them. Yeah. But yeah, basically, um no, you in there working, whatever, you're meeting people, you know, from other from other cities, other states, whatever. I see you out in England. You know, you y'all y'all doing the right thing, you yeah. know. Basically, like what I feel. A lot of people, you know, they start a great idea and then they're not sure how to take it to the next level. And I think their confidence level drops. You know, they're not necessarily yeah. they're like, like, okay, well, y'all want to do this, but I don't know nobody. Well, go, you got to go and look for somebody. So you you got to do it. You got to yeah. grind. You, you gotta have grind. to grind. You know, you know yep. it's, it's, not e- it's not easy, but you got you to gotta grind, you know. Um, and you got to start out small and keep at it. You know, you don't want to be like the, you know, the person that's digging and right before they hit the diamonds, they just gave up, you know. Yeah. So you... Mm-hmm. 
I had that meme. I had that meme saved on my phone. I swear yeah. I would not let it go. Three feet before gold. Alright, so there's one story that I really want to, you know, talk about. Y'all yeah, talked about policing and communities in, um, earlier in the interview, but Deron Smalls. Now, people don't know his name because, for whatever reason, matter of fact, mainstream media, but people don't know his name, right? Now, we all remember, we all know Austin Sterling, right? He started off the beginning of a week that essentially ended in cops, five cops dying in an ambush in Dallas, right? But the beginning of that story, that Monday, Delron Smalls was shot by off-duty officer, right? Now, how the story originally started or originally was dictated was that Delron Smalls um, walked up to the officer at his car after like a road rage incident, and he punched him three yeah, times he through punched an open him in window, the face. through an open window, and then he, you know, he was forced. He feared for his life, and he shot him. He, he shot him, right? So that was a story from Monday to like maybe Thursday. Friday, some paper, some newspaper or whatever in New York digs up video from like a warehouse that was staring down, shooting down at the at the incident. And it what actually happens is the guy walks up to the walks to the car within maybe uh, seven milli seven hundred milliseconds, this guy shoots this cop. I mean shoots shoots the um the guy. The guy falls back, cause there's no audio. The guy falls back. And then he tries to get up and he falls back again, whatever, and he dies on the scene. They lied about everything yeah. that happened, and no one is talking about this. No one is talking about Delron Smalls. Did y'all hear about the story? Yeah, um, honestly, I think that was a very heavy week. Um, very, very heavy. Very for, heavy for me and probably for all of us. For everybody. I remember I even took off like like Thursday and Friday. I was like, I'm not going to work. I wow. can't deal with this. Um wow. But um, I, I even had like a conversation on social media, like going back and forth with um, someone, you know, that, you know, I'm cool with, but also is, you know, in law enforcement. Yeah. So all the facts weren't out. And um, I guess that, that was the point I was trying to make. Like, we don't know what happened. You know, mm. they say this is what happened. Yeah. But and then I remember him coming to the fence and saying like, hey, well, you know, the officer said this and I'm like. Well, you know, I'm not saying that the officer lied, but we don't know what happened. The officers, and, officers are human beings, man. They make mistakes. Like, yeah, and it's worse that these are human beings that you know basically have a license to kill, and exactly. they know that they're presumed innocent, and most of the time, no charges are brought, and definitely not um, convicted. But um, yeah, no, that was that was crazy. Like, and that was exactly what I didn't want to say because I don't know for certain, but it was like this story sounds fishy. Yeah. And lo and behold, I watched the video myself. The guy didn't even get to the actual car. He said right. he came in the window and punched him three times. He didn't even get to the car yeah, exactly. and touched the car before he got shot. The guy planned on shooting him. He was probably drunk, but I bet you they did not, you know, check his um no. his blood alcohol right, content yeah. because exactly. he's a cop. Yep. It's crazy. Like, like, like I said, they again everyone usually brings up the oh it's not enough evidence don't bring it up with enough evidence but i feel like when it happens with cops like everyone always tries to tell us that oh yeah that's what happened well we should just listen to the cops like they're not gonna lie like and i'm assume I, I just say that we should question everything because like i feel like a lot like it's it's questionable when like you kill someone that's innocent and like 
or that doesn't have anything on them there's video proof of like you killing this person like are you making this mistake and like you can just like walk like nothing happened Fine. they give them like a, a paid leave it's like kind of like a vacation leave, yeah. like so it's like it's and they have laws protecting them so whereas like they can't go to court for like 30, 30 days, days. Yep, yep. so they have like time like so it's just like it just all seems weird like at the end of the day and it's all like I, I i we talked about it like i remember talking about like this case but also specifically with my mom about it because at first when she heard the first story she was like they say he punched the cop in the face yeah and i just remember saying like i mean let's just wait and hear how the story evolves because like it always changes. It always changes. And like they'll say whatever they get even without the actual evidence. So like I usually wait till I can see something like or physical evidence and then like and I feel like I'll, we've had so much physical evidence that and they still like shrug shoulders like yeah. when we get upset or outraged and stuff like this. Let me ask y'all a question. Like, you know, stop stop snitching is very apparent in our communities whatever it is. And you know, you know, there's pluses and minuses to it, whatever it is. You know, I'm still kind of like, I'm, I'm up in the air about it right now. But what do y'all say to like the blue wall of silence? What do y'all Cops think about? Started to stop snitching, man. Like they didn't start it, but like it was evident from the beginning of like the, how they were made and like kind of like how the government is. Mm-hmm. Like the government's not gonna snitch on each other about the corrupt stuff that they do like behind doors. Like the FBI is not gonna do that. Like CIA is not gonna do that. Like the cops are definitely not gonna do that. Like because the blue wall is silent. So it's just like the the whole stop snitching campaign. I think it's stupid when it's like if it's affecting the community like mm. directly and we're really putting innocent people in harm's way like why would that like even apply and i feel like even with cops they should feel like that's the same thing like yeah it's a it's still your job like mm. you guys are all employees like so if one employee fucks up you guys should punish this employee you shouldn't coddle them because they don't coddle us in like other jobs like you get what i'm saying so it's just like i feel like a lot of the times it might not be hate crimes but it might be more of abusing authority and police not doing their job the right way Mm. and sometimes it is like just hate or ignorance of them not knowing like like the community in the neighborhood because like there's a lot of cops like like young like white cops and stuff that be like in the crazy neighborhoods and they they're they're more scared than the people are in the neighborhood mm-hmm. because they don't know nothing about that neighborhood or they don't hang out with black people like that that's why i feel like even more black people should probably be cops like even though but like again the system is crazy like yeah we've seen even that same the quarter we've seen the video with of the black and spanish cops saying that like they treat them mad crazy when they don't arrest a certain amount of people but they don't penalize white cops like that so it's just like it's tough so it's like the whole system is is crazy so it's just like we just gotta come together it's just what do y'all what do y'all think about the blue wall of silence I mean, it has to be accountability. You know, it's exactly. just it's just like any other job. You you fu- you fuck up enough, they fire you. You know, mm-hmm. and you, you know you get penalized for what you you know the mistakes that you make. Um, and the the training has to be better. You yeah, know? exactly. Um, you, you can't put you know some scared white cop in a you know tougher neighborhood because they don't they they won't know how to react. You know, mm-hmm. if, if they weren't trained well. Um, so I mean, it, it comes down to accountability. It's like. You, you do something and then you're not penalized for it 
you do it again. And, you know, but if you see somebody was penalized crazily for something, you're like, oh, maybe I shouldn't do that. You know, and so that's that's what I feel about it. Yeah, I think um, the blue blue wall of silence exists because it's advantageous for them for that to exist. Exactly. So um, the more that they admit to wrongdoing, the more they're culpable in terms of like financial, um, I guess, recuperation that, you know, like, like even for Tamir Rice, I think his mom had to sign a document that said that that the uh, the police department was in no way, shape or form um, responsible for his death, even though he was murdered and he was yes. killed and shot and we saw it on yeah. video they of course they were responsible for it but for her to get the money yeah. they you have to basically have to sign, sign and say that they're not responsible for it yeah. and um and so everything is set up it's like the system is not broken it's working and it's working Hard very well if we to. yeah if we wanted to incentivize people to do the right thing and to you know curtail the bad things that they do then we would set it up that way so if you do a wrong thing and it was a judgment thing you know um, if it's this level of how bad it is, then maybe, you know, we're taking away from your pension or, you know, when you do yeah. have time off, you're not actually getting paid for it. Exactly. So it's advantageous for you to shoot and kill a black man because you'll get paid time off. You got to get paid time off. You know, and guess what? Guess what happens? You look up and, um, you know, if it gets coverage, that's a bad thing, but it's also a good thing because yeah, you'll have a, a quarter million dollars of um, GoFundMe dollars exactly. from all the racist people who are supporting the fact that you killed an unarmed black exactly. person on camera. And so, like, everything is just set up for, like, it just makes sense to do it that way. And the rest of the people who get into the system, they might want to change it from within, but they're underpaid, um, you know, they're overworked. Exactly. And this guy's having to d- decide, well, you know, am I going to, you know, like have them kill me on my overtime and not give me overtime this season. And that's, that's how a lot of cops, especially in the beginning, make money. Mm-hmm. You know, um, I'm going to lose my overtime because I'm not, you know, cracking heads um, off of like, you know, dudes playing dice games or yeah, whatever it is. Yeah, I don't know. A smoking a little things. like five Nick, Nick bag of weed or something like that. And so if they have to decide oftentimes between feeding their families and you and, feeding yeah. yours, they're going to make that decision. And also like, you know, the education level is um, or requirement is not that high. And so um, and the pay is low. So, you know, you got to be motivated to do it. And somebody who wants power, I think it maybe even tracks those sorts of people. Yeah, like, it, it attracts those people most definitely. Yeah, I think I think cops, I think cops in um, in the U.S. only have to have on average eight weeks of uh, training before they become a police officer. You know, do they like? Do they even need? Do cops even need like a degree? Yeah, they do now. I think they like make you go to school for like criminal justice, and they like pay for you to go to John Jay. I think mm-hmm. that's so, like, good. I, like look, yeah. like two years before you. But it's like like it's dead ass like like sixty credits. It's a lot of responsibility, so they should be educated better, but they should also be compensated too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so, and in the event that they get hurt, maimed, killed, or, you know, their family get taken care yeah. of, but when you're making bad decisions and you're covering it up, I'm saying, capitalism, it just takes this is, away, that's criminal. Yeah. You know, capitalism, as I'm saying, like, we need to invest. We need to invest. When I think when I said this before, I, I don't, may have not have like, been as specific as I should have, but like, invest in community, I don't just mean, you know, 
you know, the best and the best person in that community. Yo, if your police department is doing better than every other police department, yo, invest money into that police department. What are some ideas where they're where like they have, you know, dropped crime, but they haven't increased the amount of people in their jails? You know, how do they do that? Whatever we need to be able to take that idea and share it with other police departments. So that's a new method that we will follow. You know, like no one is investing in anybody, and this is my problem that's with technology cap- too. No one's right problem, See, no, no one wants to even invest in technology because it's too expensive. But even the tech that it's they get, expensive. they don't use it properly. They'd be like, oh, my, my body cam was off and like all types of excuses. So it's just like accountability, like like what he said. Like they they just got to be more accountable for what they do. But the blue wall of silence makes it easy for them to not have to be accountable at all. All right. So let me, let me double up on that now. Right. So in terms of accountability, right. How do we keep people accountable for not spending money the right way then? If we as a community feel like this will this will help invest, you know, do you know take our take our community to the next level, right? Why is there why isn't there someone that's saying, okay, well, you know what, hey, like you're not doing your job, like we can get this for this price, whatever, and you're not even trying to get it, you know, and it might it might cost the city an additional maybe like ten thousand dollars, whatever it is, or something small, something menial, but it can it can increase our life this much. Why don't you do this? You know, no one is accountable for that. Well, part of part of um you know why the city is a bureaucracy and. Um, you know, municipal governments are the way they are is to really employ people. So when you look at any state in any city, they employ a certain amount of people. Mm-hmm. And, you know, um, that's, I guess, a part of the economy in itself. Yeah. So part of it is like you, you can make the efficiencies, but then you have to think about like how that affects, um, you know, jobs, wages and all that other stuff. I also feel like the people that create things like the wind map. Mm-hmm. Or like Indie Creative Network Or mm-hmm. the PLC Report Or like just things like Bevel Like mm-hmm. all these random Like when we invent and create things Like we kind of hold ourselves accountable yeah. For getting that information true, out true, there to people true, true. So like we have to kind of take that role More like into the community And try to punch it out Like and make sure it gets to everyone it needs to get to Which is like basically everyone within ourselves Because I feel like like just having a, a a social event black app and like or having like a radio station for like people of color in different or like having a podcast network or like you know the all the different things that people do that we do in our community like that's us kind mm-hmm. of being accountable to make sure that everybody else can do what they got to do so or like can believe that they can't even get into things like this so this is a big question here right Venture capitalists. We're all looking for investors. Yeah, somebody, you know, give me ten thousand dollars. How much? What could y'all do with ten thousand dollars right now? One thing that you would, one, you know, highlight thing. Ten thousand dollars. Someone, someone calls you right now. Like, Yo, I got, we got ten stacks for you. You know, you can go and do this for your app. What would you do? I think um, we could probably up the, you know, capacity and the automation of our event ticketing service Mm -hmm. because a lot of people are attracted to it by the fact that um well we provide lower processing fees and eventbrite and splash that on top of um because we care about selling tickets and we have the right audience we promote your event within our marketing funnel that is the WIM app Mm -hmm. um Mm -hmm. on ios and um we also provide the 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 on-site um, event ticket taking services so yeah. people don't you don't okay. have to get your cousin or pay somebody to mm, you know yeah, do the ticketing yeah, true, scanning true, true, tickets true, true. so um at least something that's that we're, we're actually giving that away for free to anyone especially if you're listening mm-hmm. to this podcast um if you mention the poc report 
then yeah. we'll make sure that you know that service is given to you um as a part of the package for us without mean. you know the upsell for so but um so going back to the main point about the ten thousand dollars is we want to be able to automate um some of the processes that require that allow us to provide the ticketing service mm -hmm. okay. and expand it with you know a, a nice interface for a dashboard and everything like that so that people can actually go and do it themselves because now i mean we're very hands-on with it like we build a custom website for you and that, all mm -hmm. that stuff okay but um you know, uh, some of it is manual. So, like, I'll go over the details of over the phone with somebody, and yeah, yeah. you know, if we can build out the service in in a cooler um, way that's more efficient, then we could bring on a lot more business mm -hmm. and be able see? to scale up. See, okay, so the reason why I asked you that is because some people don't know about you know venture capitalists and people who actually invest in other people's companies. They don't know where to go when they're looking for investors, right? Um, do you think? That you know, you went. Let's let's go all the way back. Let's go all the way back now to Trinity, all the way back now to Trinity. When you go to Trinity, you say, "Yo, like we want to put on this event. I'm only getting you're only getting a thousand dollars, right? But the same you know organization who might be doing something less than yours that might be have similarities from a skin complexion, whatever, they'll get five thousand dollars, right? Do you think that the venture capitalist venture capitalist game is like that right now, where there aren't a lot of black VCs who are able to give back money? Charlton Nas, by the way, who does give back like crazy, he's actually an investor in Bevel. But yeah, you know, don't 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 you think yeah. that are, are Bevel is a dope brand, a dope brand with an amazing concept, and it's black. We owe one point five. They turned down one point five billion from Gillette. Wow. Mm. They turned down 1.5 billion with a B. Yo, that kind of goes like, back to what you said about the black dollar. Like, yo, like they really like have our market. So it's like they don't need Gillette's money. Like if they just keep pushing the way they're pushing, like. Yeah, Gillette doesn't have. Well, I'm assuming they don't have a big stake in the black they don't. hair care and shaving they don't. market. They don't. Probably don't. And honestly, in like the black hair care and shaving market, it's really black owned companies. And that's why I kind of appreciate it. It's like, a is few it really? Of them. It's a few like, of them. Like the and Clippers and Trimmers like, too? Nah, I don't know. I saw, I don't know. Nah, Maybe I saw, not with the Clippers and Trimmers. I saw trimmers, one new Clippers like, dude in, um, in, uh, uh, in the Minorities and Media dude, um, Malik Mack. He had interviewed him for, okay. uh, for his, I think, I think his site is called Entrepreneur. I want to say the entrepreneur, but yeah, basically he interviewed someone who does Clippers too, and I was like, oh shit, you know. I at first I was like, oh, I was like, oh nah, nah, why, why are you trying to do like Tristan Walker shit? And I was like, oh wait, but actually, you know, there's there's Gillette and it's like you know the Dollar Shave things that are, you know, everybody could could, could yeah. be in this lane. So yeah, you know, let's, let's do it. Cool. I wanted to support as well. So you know, shout out to him. But yeah, there are people that are in the same lane doing the same, even the Clippers. I feel yeah. like that's a that's a that's a good look, especially because. That's important. We gotta hold on, especially with hair care, because we have special type of hair. Facts. And then Facts. you know when when the big companies make things for hair care, they don't really care make, about us. Yeah, so they don't really us. make it for us. So that's I feel like them turning it down, great idea. You know they probably worth more. You know yeah. what I'm thinking? Um shout out to Calvin Porter. Um he's a um he might matter fact, he might be a guest, maybe like episode, I don't know, eleven, twelve or whatever mm. before we get before we end the year. But basically, like, he has a men's grooming line as well. Like, grooming, you know, getting obviously... Well, I don't... Like, my beard... Actually, my beard is kind of... Come, anyway, my beard isn't really, like, <laughs> where it's at where I need it to be at right now. I see people that have, like, you know, those full-ass beards and shit. Like, I really want a full-ass... 
my mic just violate me right now. It's going straight down. Anyway, my I, I want like a full ass beard, and there's certain products that you have to use to to get that. True. And I had no idea, you know. But you know, obviously, we're learning more about ourselves. And as an entrepreneur, like I wonder, am I giving back to my community enough by you know, obviously letting them know about yo, this is a dope product. If you want to get your your beard all like full and shit like fucking Rick Ross, you gotta do this. Would you get over yo? Would you get a Rick Ross beard? Um, yeah, if I could grow it, <laughs> that's, that's what I'm saying. Yo, so he has all the products for that, whatever. So shout out to him. Um, but yeah, no, nah, I think, I think with the Wim app right now, I think you guys have like a solid ass plan. Like, I'm gonna start wrapping up, whatever. I'm gonna, I'm gonna let Zoe do the closing and shit. It's a great night. Nah, yeah. we, we just talk about the app. Yeah, this I think y'all have, I think y'all have a, a, a fantastic app. Right? Thank you, thank you. And I think that. Yeah, not only have a fantastic app, but you have the the mindset behind it to make to enhance it. It's the two of y'all in here, two black men working together to build something. You understand? Like, I want to say that one more time: two black men working together to build something, a yeah, product for the entire community to use to help other businesses grow who are just like yours. Y'all really there is on no for reason for you to not support. Exactly. I don't care if you don't go to the club every night. Exactly. But check, open the shit up, whatever. Because there might be that one it's night that your man the fuck club up in the app, though. Son, That's all yeah. I'm saying. And you can yeah, we have conferences on there, you know, Son. festivals and all that sort of stuff. And if you have so your conference much. or your festival, you can do the ticketing or promotion through us. Okay, Wim app. Y'all could y'all supporting your entire community by downloading the app. Even if you go on there, like you know, once a month, you know, your your man, you your Man of going out Whatever it is Y'all 99 or some shit Whatever it is But y'all going out Cool yeah. Go on the app Open the app up which you might All I'm find saying something. is Having an app Makes it way easier All you gotta do is Y'all got smartphones Stop playing And it's really easy To go through Like I was just on it And it has like Even like Kind of like genres So it makes it Very easy To very precise. through it like I could definitely give this to my mom right now. She know how to use. Yo, it. I didn't, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't check. Cause y'all do it by. Is it, can you filter by by borough or not? Nah. So we we do um event playlists. So okay. To speak. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so you can go yeah. for a certain type of feel. Mm-hmm. You know. So we have the summertime feel, um, trap booming. You know, like you can kind of okay. like you you can kind of grasp based on like. What it's called yeah, yeah. What to expect At the event And then when you click Into the event details It goes even deeper To show you Who's talking about it Right now And who's there Yeah And okay. go straight To their Twitter page Yeah Or that Instagram shit, Or Instagram That shit is lit That is Because I mean If someone's going To an event That I'm going to I'm gonna You know I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm 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 add them Because you know yeah. She might be a short You it's know a she, uh, fly, fly little shorty Or not Got Or click good. on the promoters Um Um um, profile and see uh-huh. like okay what were his last parties like yeah, yeah. True, you know true. once you click into Instagram you're gonna see basically That's everything you need to know it's like is this for me key gold, okay yo, yo golden key golden so key y'all wanna save money too golden Wim key emojis and it's free 399 399 399 it's on the, it's on the, the app store um right now it's the second one not the, not the dating app yeah. <laughs> All right. For the people that can't spell W H I M, and it's the Black Social Event app. Yes. It's not the dating one. Yeah. So you can go to thewimapp.com. Hey. Mm. Hey. So was was that a decision to not have some of the stuff on the website just to go app only, or like, or because obviously the website is more so just a redirectory to the app, correct? Yeah. Yeah, so, yeah. so so you go to the website You can learn more about Some of our promotion Ticketing services mm-hmm. Or um, download the app Or mm-hmm. sign up for our um, 
our weekly um, curated event list. And, and uh, also, if you if you throw an event, you definitely um, have a section where you we promote your app. Um, so check it out on the website. I mean, promote your event. Sorry. Mm-hmm. So check it out on the website. You have now listened to another episode of the POC Report. Be sure to follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at the POC Report. Um, just a quick thanks to the brothers of the Wim app. This is definitely a great app, and um, I'm excited to see how far it goes. I mean, you guys are really fucking killing it, so keep 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 it going. And, killing um, it. <laughs> thank y'all for listening, and keep supporting. We out.
Hey, this is Zoe. Hey, it's Cool One. What's up, folks? This is Wise from the PLC Report. Catch all of our episodes exclusively on the Indie Creative Network.